0: Welcome back to the feed. Two piece feed. Well, I actually got it right this time. We did. Second yep. take. Episode twenty six. Twenty six. Mark Bickley. Big episode today. Cracking one. Have none other than the premier himself, Peter Malinowskis, Yep. Coming on the pod a little bit later. We're gonna to cut to him in a second. Yep. But uh we've just got we've just got home from a massive day out at Parliament and um yeah. I've
1: just downed a double cheeseburger meal. No pickles. Megan's
0: made gnocchi. We are set. I've got lots of lunch for the next few days. Yep. With all that gnocchi that's out there. So,
1: lunch for days.
0: Pretty good, eh? Do you want to kick off the, the weekly wrap? Yep. One three one five four six. Gymscar Jim's car detailing. We come to you. Yep. Absolutely.
1: We're going to kick it off with Friday.
0: Yeah. Friday after work, head down to Shifty Lizard. And we
1: pick up a portion of our new beer that has been unveiled over the weekend, guys. The two-piece ale. Ask your mate for a beer.
0: Yes, ask your mate for a beer. Two-piece ale. Yeah,
1: it's good. And uh, yeah, good little uh, marketing campaign there. So they're not for sale, obviously.
0: But uh, we'll be gonna, we're to We're going to work out how we're distributing those in due time. Yep. But you can get one if you buy a ask your mate for a beer T-shirt. Our Shifty Lizard Brewing Company cross two-piece feed merch. Yep, and you can get that from our website, Facebook, Instagram.
1: It's launched, yeah. So if you go on to Facebook and then just go to a link tree, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Uh, same deal. Instagram, go in there. Not hard just two seconds of your time and jump on and, yeah, you're going to get a cracking shirt, great conversation starter and a bloody good beer. Yeah.
0: And um, if you do something pretty cool, I reckon, like if you do something outrageously cool in the community or something like that or something that maybe benefits us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Makes it pop.
0: Then maybe some two-piece ale might come your way.
1: Yeah. It's not a bad drop, guys.
0: Yeah. It's it's so
1: All, uh, all for a good cause.
0: Then we, uh, after that, uh, we head down to Thunder Thunder HQ, so Thunder McKing. Um, we've previously mentioned it on the podcast when we went to, was it Drag Bingo?
1: Yep, Drag Bingo, and the, um, we took home the chocolates literally that night.
0: Yep. So the the guys down there, they're heading on their trip uh, up to Port Douglas and doing the shitbox rally uh, down to Adelaide mm-hmm. soon, so... Went around there, had a $100 trademark voucher go to them because uh, they are probably one of our biggest supporters. Yep. And big, we just wanted to return the favour, so... Yeah,
1: yeah. big big advocate for us. Uh, constantly wearing their jumper in the community and, and showing it off on social media as well. Yep. That's nah, been good. Good conversations are happening.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: Sunday, Sunday... I went to the driving range. Went to the driving range, and I had work.
0: Yep. Found out I can hit a golf ball two hundred and something meters, which is good. Mm.
1: That's a fair effort.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tightly. Went with it. went with our good friends Sarah and Reese and yeah,
1: played a bit of the old whack, bit of whack. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Then straight back into it again on Monday night, preparing for today.
0: Yeah. Yep, day of work and then uh, day off today and today felt like a full day of work. Mm. It was a there was a lot going on today.
1: Yeah, so we started out at uh Model Signs and Graphics, yep, in the morning um getting Harold sized up for some from some stickers, some stickers and some decals and some uh some hashtags and all the good graphic stuff going on there from Paulie. And yep. then uh, jumped down to Classic Colour Print Co, previously mentioned on the podcast, but we're going to be uh, teaming up with those guys down there. Nice little local printing business to get the uh, new merch released to you guys. Yep. So, yeah, supporting uh, local where we can. Yep. And then, yeah, jumped in, uh, jumped in the Pajero and then stand on down to parliament house Stand on down to parliament house and
0: yeah, the last time we, we went there was 2006 and we were in year 7 mm-hmm. because we had to do uh, the comparison assignment between uh, state and federal government because we went to both the South Australian parliament house mm. and we went to Australia's parliament Parliament House in Canberra. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as a class. So we had to... Yeah. yeah, so that was the last time we went there. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, steamed on in, went through security, got and um, went up to our good friend Aaron Thompson's office. And, yeah, uh, yeah then we uh, we went into the... Is it the members-only dining room? Yeah, we had lunch. We had lunch. Yeah, with Aaron and Jazz. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Jesse and I are not the duck confit guys. No. But we we appreciated the gesture and we, we, we loved it. We felt like kings. Yep. I felt like royalty. Yeah, we had uh, Peter, Peter Malinowski, because he was over in one end of the dining room and former Premier in the other end of the dining room and all yep. these other guys that we know of. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, gentlemen and, and women of uh, high esteem.
0: Did you notice that it doesn't say men's or women's on the toilets? No, it says gentlemen and, and ladies. ladies.
1: Very proper,
0: very very
1: proper. And,
0: Nicest uh, toilets I've ever been to, by oh all.
1: mate, no, I've jeez, been, I've been into some crackers. Let yeah, me tell you, but that's right up there.
0: So then we went into a session of question time. Mm. Oh, bit argy bargy. I will play something though from uh, Question Time, yeah. which was pretty cool. I'll give him that. It was nice. Is it going to work? I hope it works.
1: Let's uh, let's give it a whirl. We weren't expecting this by any means.
2: And for Hartley, I acknowledge the presence in the gallery today of Cale Hutchinson, Jesse Milstead, from the podcast Two Piece Feed, guests of the Member for Davenport.
1: Welcome to Parliament. So that was quite nice. How good's that?
0: How good. I'm still in debate if he said Hutchinson or Hutchings and Jesse Milstein. I think
1: he just rolled off the tongue real quick.
0: That's all good. It's all good. The mention was awesome. Well, that was bloody stellar. Yeah. He mentioned the
1: schools behind us, Unley and Adelaide, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's fair enough. Yep. You know, and then waited another time to mention us. Yeah, that was was cool. Even better. Very cool. And uh, yeah, went uh, went from there, and then we got a little tour after a lot of argy bargy uh, from the politicians. Three or four got kicked out, and uh, yeah, got a nice tour of the the library within Parliament House and all the former speakers as well. Some of the portraits in there are a bit funky, and um, went back. Pretty up cool the,
0: though. Pretty oh, bloody absolutely cool. The whole I think concept um, of it all. Parliament and politics is like Jesse and I are not like fully into it, but we're dipping our toe into it and we like that sort of like history and that sort of stuff about yeah. it. So to see all the, the portraits of the the past speakers and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, it was um it was really good. So yeah, yeah. it was nice to sort of have a walk around and we went and had a sit in the upper house as well. Mm. Yep. So that little was just a bit
1: lonely in there. There's only five or six people.
0: Yeah, look. We were saying this on the way on, on the on the car ride home. If you get into politics, probably wouldn't want to be in the upper house. You want to be on the doctor. You wanna be
1: in the lower. You know, you could <laughs> yeah. throw a rock in there and no one would hear
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, went back up to Aaron's office
1: and then uh, just got ready. The day went the day went by real quick.
0: Wow, really quick. Yep. Mm. Yep, and went down and met the met the staff down there and yep met up with uh with Peter and I think that's where we'll um we'll tie you into yeah we'll tie you into guys and yeah enjoy it
1: uh we we loved it he's basically what you see is what you get he is obviously the the face that runs the place as I like to say, but he yep. is so down to earth and he is very genuine, and you'll hear all about that uh coming up. Yeah. Enjoy, guys. Awesome. Welcome back to the two-piece feed, guys. Welcome this back. week, we have the Honourable Peter Malinowskis, 47th Premier of South Australia, member for Croydon. Good afternoon,
0: Pete. Good afternoon, Jesse. Kale, thanks very much for having us. No worries. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. This has um, probably been, what, four months in, in it the has, It has been.
2: I remember when we first met and you invited me um, to, to come on the
1: program and I made a commitment so I was taking a bit of time to get here but i 'm very <laughs> excited to, to be able to do it yeah we've been wishing for this day for a long time and also quietly nervous yep.
0: yeah my uh, my wife had a bit of a uh, a bit of a moment last night and I said the premier's going to be using your headphones by the way <laughs> <laughs> so she 's just like ah <laughs> anyway Starstruck. <laughs> Star-struck. <laughs> Um, oh, hopefully, I won't leave any earwax in the. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you're gonna have a problem with that. No, no so. COVID protocols. <laughs> um, so we've got some questions here and we yeah. we sent them through, but you said that they'll be off the cuff. Yeah. So, um, Peter, can you give us an insight into the man behind the Premier and the face of South Australia?
2: Well, geez, an insight. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, I try and, uh, you know, be myself in, in, in the media. I think. You know what people want more than anything these days from elected officials is for people to be authentic and be themselves. So <laughs> I don't think there's too much that's not on not on shine the public record. But you know, in terms of my loves outside of, I do love my job. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy this this opportunity that I've got. But things outside of that, you know, I'm probably not too dissimilar to most other folks my age in South Australia. Like I've yep. developed an unhealthy obsession with my lawn. <laughs> Oh, cool. uh, um, so it's spring at the moment, so I managed to squeeze in a bit of a lawn renovation late on late on Sunday um, afternoon. So, yep. uh, you know, I love spending time with the kids, um, love watching the footy, um, love having a couple of beers if I get the chance. But yep. um, so pretty, ordin- pretty ordinary in that in that regard. Nothing too exciting, but um, but obviously I've got a, a different type of job, and yep. that brings with a degree of attention, and that certainly
1: dominates my life these days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jesse's a big lawn advocate. As yeah, well. just, oh really? That just pricked me ears up. Yeah, one's bit... getting, getting done in two weeks. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So,
2: so my Facebook feed at the moment is pretty much um, three things. So politics, not surprisingly, because um, I'm 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 interested in politics more broadly, not just local or even Australian politics. The second thing is um, you know footy, um, and the third is lawn. So mm. all those. Um, <laughs> All those sort of lawn websites or lawn Facebook feeds, I'm I've, I get into it. It's it's become
1: like I said an unhealthy obsession. Oh, we can just hang out on the weekends then. I <laughs> Damn just, straight, I can just do your reno for you. Well, I've, well, I've, well, I've my, got all the gear in the in the uh, shed. So well, I bought let's, let's the Ryobi
2: eighteen volt um, the scarifier. The scarifier. Did you go to Bunnings for that? Yeah, I got it from Bunnings. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's and it, I, I, like I said, I used it late on Sunday, so I did bought it last <laughs> year. So I used it last spring and then I used it this spring, and it's and it does the job really well. So I got a mate who's borrowing it this week. So
0: yeah. Lawn chat with the Premier. Yeah, right? so, like, sorry,
1: I um, <laughs> I I bought a real crappy one from a guy, and then about a month later, Ryobi released the uh, the battery powered one. Because mm. you helped me with that first Renault, and yeah, it was, that was like, horrendous. It was like, like 40 doing that, day. It was Perfect. mid mid forties. Um, did he did he shout you some beers afterwards? No, like nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing at all. It was like doing jump rope when you're scarifying your lawn. So but yeah, I've got the oh, i right. got the pros pros coming in on a couple of weeks' time. Oh so. mate. Yeah, he will be on Instagram using the you know mid mid two thousand, three thousand dollar core and air rain. Oh and, well played, the, man, yeah. that's the real deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. coring
2: it this year. No. I did, no, I did it I did it last year, so yeah. so we'll see see how it goes. But fingers crossed. I haven't I haven't had as much time to do this stuff lately. So but I'm determined to try and get it back in shape this summer.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: how many, how many squares
1: are you working off of?
2: Uh, that's a good question. It's about, my guess is, yeah, it's probably, it'd
1: be 80 to 90 square metres or thereabouts. Oh, you, you work off of all the, well, the professional uh, guides of 100 square metres then. Because all, all, the, all the herbicides, insecticides, fertilisers, oh yeah, 20 bucks, 100 square metres. Me, I've got 400. Oh, so wow. I, I'm wow. Gonna just, and that's the front lawn.
0: Oh wow! Uh, You've got, got some a, space.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a fifty-three meter frontage, and when oh, it wow. comes to my lawn, right. I just get Jesse to do it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. well played, well yeah. played, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so on that, Pete, you you are probably one of the busiest men in South Australia. So, how do you maintain that work-life balance? How do you separate yourself uh, the, and the the, clock off?
2: The the the, the, the this is, this is the only part that's that uh, I. Uh, Generally struggle with Like it, um, and When I say me It's not so much about it. It's the impact That it has on um, My wife and kids That's It's, it's hard Like uh, You know Obviously I'm not at home as much There's a function Almost every night of the week um, But Sunday nights We try and make um, Family night Yep And have dinner together On, on Sunday nights And I'm Trying to get better At sticking to that And was able to do that On the weekend Just been So that was good After a, I squeezed in A bit of work on the lawn um, Late in the afternoon But um, Yeah That Trying to find ways to, trying to find time where I can, you know, commit myself to the things that matter most in your life, and obviously that's family. Is the is the, is the thing you, you have to struggle with. But look, you know, I don't complain about it. You put your hand up for this job. You know it's going to involve a lot of, um, a lot of time away. And Annabelle knew about that. It's it's the kids who aren't party to making that choice mm. that you sort of feel for. But you justify it by saying. Um, you know, you're hoping that you're using this position of of influence and authority to hopefully make a difference for for them and the community they're living more broadly. So, but you know, it's it's tricky. You're, you know, that's the honest truth of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you do you find that you have uh, particular coping mechanisms for that? Then, do you when you have a bit of downtime? Mm. Uh, for myself personally, I meditate. Mm. So. I know I can be the best person and the best version of myself for others if I give 20 minutes of myself in the morning, 20, 20 minutes of myself at night, to meditate.
2: Um, I'd say there's a couple of things that that you know I try and do when I get a moment. So just a little bit of physical exercise. Um, so I get up pretty early in the morning and try and go for a run, go to the gym. Just going for a run, even if it's just for half an hour, that – I find clears my mind if you do it. And that's got to be I like doing it early in the morning before the chaos sort of starts. Um, that help, that, and, and that is not so much about my physical health, but is about just clearing my mind. Mm. Um, could, I feel mentally a lot better after I do that. Um, I don't it, when I say mentally feel better. I feel it's, like it's a good start to the day and it does clear your head. Um, you know, and I know this isn't for everybody. So this is just me personally. i um, I, you know, I am, am a person of faith. I grew up in a, um, a household where we went to mass once a week. Yep. Um, as a as a young Catholic, I don't go to mass once a week, and nowhere near it. But every now and then, I do like to go to church. Um, and I, like I said, I know this is not for everybody. Mm. Um, you know, and when I do that, on and I like I said, I don't do it very frequently. When I do go, I find that an opportunity just to. Just, just to reflect, uh, which for me is sort of important.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably what we do quite a bit. I reckon each week. Yeah, we do a lot of reflection.
0: My my sort of my time to chill out is when we do the podcast because yeah, you know, half an hour with my best mate that I can just mm. you know spit the spit the crap you know yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, good. It's, it's interesting though, like um, you know,
2: I, I don't know what you you gents fine but the. Whenever I if I if you go for a run or if you're still thinking, yeah. The only time I'm I'm not where where I'm not thinking about something is if I'm playing competitive sport in a team based environment. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I've sort of probably played footy longer than I um, my ability says I should. Yeah. (laughs) Is it's sort of in a team you're you're focused on just see ball get ball playing you know in the moment. Um, you, it is an, a rare occasion when, just everything else, you don't think about anything else, and that that I find just so liberating and so enjoyable. So that's the other thing that's been a, a really good release. But mm-hmm. the reality is that you know my regular playing days are, are are over. I only got to play five games this year or something. So um, you know, it's tr- trying to find other things that give you that same sort of moment of reprieve. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think um, I think only from the last sort of seven to eight months uh, when I got back with uh, my cousin of uh, talking more frequently to him is probably when I started um, meditating more. And, mm. and yeah, I just – you know, you probably – you grow up and you you look at certain things about meditation. And for me anyway, I thought, oh, yeah, like, what's it really going to do for you, you know, in mm. a sense. But I think when you get when you get down to it and uh, for me it was about lowering my heart rate as well. So mm. like Peter just said, like, you're – Heart rate being high, you're still having a lot of stimulation. And for me, when I meditate, it, it just lowers your, your centre of gravity, your, your thought process, and you just take away every single matter in the world. Did you have to practice to be able to get to that point? Yeah, yeah. So my cousin is my meditation coach, and honestly, I couldn't endorse it anymore. I, I literally tell everyone... It's not for everyone, but I tell everyone mm. to give he, it a go. He hasn't got me on board yet. I um, <laughs> haven't got you on board yet. Um, <laughs> I don't but, feel like I've got time. but, <laughs> but like, um, I wake up 4.30 every day. It yep. doesn't matter if I get three hours sleep, five hours sleep, 10 hours sleep. I wake up at 4.30 every morning and I have a set routine that, yes, I'll use the app TikTok for motivational purposes yeah and it just gets me going I sp- splash cold water on my face I give half an hour to meditation half an hour to my puppy
0: yeah
1: and I don't start work technically until seven thirty eight o'clock so it's a good three and a half hours away and I live five yeah. minutes from work and that just sets me up yeah nice. you know, and and the team you know eight o'clock on a Sunday morning you're rolling in the stores now open at 9 a.m which which I actually love to be fair mm. uh, it just creates a, such a, a better healthy work environment mm. Um. Yeah, you you roll in and the team going Jesse, what's going on, mate? Like you, you're so full of energy. And I think yeah, I've already been up for three hours. Yeah, I don't yep. need that coffee stimulant in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, even if you go away and uh, just look online, you don't have to you know pay for it. You can just do a couple of YouTube videos because there's no hard and fast rule on how you meditate. You can have a good meditation, a bad meditation. You know, mm. they're all they're all different. Like driving to work. Yeah, get a good run yeah. of traffic, but a bad run. It's fantastic. Interesting. Mm. Fantastic and. Also, before bed, but just do it like an hour before bed, and even if it's ten, fifteen minutes,
0: yeah, just clears your mind. Mm.
1: For a person in your role, fantastic.
0: <laughs> have a look at it. Cool. Now we just we we just experienced question time for the first time. Oh right, I saw you sitting in there. Yeah, yeah. we we were honoured to get a mention. <laughs> were you, yeah,
2: we are under, underwhelmed at our parliamentary democracy.
0: Uh look it. Sort of knew what we were coming into, yeah. yeah. Walking in, yeah, but it was good. It was good to see the the back and forth between both sides. Yeah, it's interesting. And um, um, Tom Kutz and Tonus, yep. he copped a bit, didn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, <laughs> look at the, the Parliament. See, it's interesting. Everyone, when they think about Parliament, they think about Question Time. Yeah. So a parliamentary sitting day could be quite long. Yeah. And you know, it's not unusual for it to sit you know, 12 hours in communications. But everyone only focuses on that one hour of question time Mm -hmm. because it is the most theatrical. Yeah. Um, You know, it's got the most back and forth. Yep. And, you know, it's interesting, like, but no one will come... When people come to watch Parliament, they come to watch question time because that's what they want to see. But when Parliament's not sitting... So so when, when question time's not on and the Parliament is sitting, it is a far more practical, thoughtful engagement... People going back and forth, people making speeches that often have a lot of thought put into them, mm-hmm. often less political in nature and more policy orientated. But people find that boring. Mm. So it's interesting, like, you know, there's a bit of a paradox in that, you know, you often hear people say, oh, why do they argue like that in question time? You know, they're going to be more mature than that. But when they when they when people come to watch Parliament, it's the only thing they want to see. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it's 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 an interesting, like I said, a bit of a, a bit of a paradox in, in one respect. But but question time. Like, so the, the the message I sort of explain to people is that question time doesn't always reflect the way that the Parliament operates in practice. Mm-hmm. Notwithstanding the fact that it's what people are most interested in.
0: Yeah. Does the does the government have a uh, a plan for better support in the mental health spectrum? Yeah, we do. Unfortunately,
2: you know, if I'm frank about it, the lots of the emphasis is on investing in mental health supports and mental health services at the back end, and what governments around the country need to do more of um, is invest in the front end. Yep. So, for instance, we're investing a lot of money and resources in more mental health beds within our hospitals. Yep. Because there are there are a lot of people rolling up to our emergency departments with acute mental health challenges. That they need specialist beds for, because just leaving a mental, health, uh, a mentally unwell person at, at an acute level stuck in an ordinary emergency department mm. is not the best place for them no. to be. So we, we do have to invest in those services. Similarly, with you know other mental health related services around alcohol detox, for instance, uh, drug rehabilitation beds. These aren't disconnected from mental health issues. The problem is that they're all the back end,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they're also having to be the most expensive type of services. What we've got to do better at is investing in people's mental health before they become an acute patient. Yep. And and governments around the country, in fact, the governments around the world have really struggled with this because you see an acute problem, people reasonably expect you to address it, mm-hmm. um, and, we, and we're and we doing a lot of that, but we're not, you know, as a country doing enough at that front end. And that, that is a challenge that we grapple with. Now, we're trying to, to do more at the front end, um, but clearly I think there's
1: work we, we can be done there. Yeah, yeah definitely. At the uh, early intervention stage, Yeah, I'd say, yeah, that's, that's, that's key.
2: Well, investing in resilience of people, um, particularly young people in our schools. Um, but, you know, this is why, and I, I don't want to give you a long um, diatribe about what we're doing in policy, if you don't want me to, but the you know we're investing a lot in three-year-old preschool because a lot of research tells us that if you're going to make investments, do it in, with young people. Because there's a lot of young kids out there who are um, at start, well, in fact, 23.8% of South Australian children, just over 22% of Australian children, start reception with a form of developmental delay. And if you can turn those numbers and, and bring it down, then that has long-term health implications for someone throughout their life. Mm. So that's why we choose to, to make that investment in early childhood preschool. Oh, that's awesome.
1: That's good. I'm, I'm seeing them pop up more frequently as well over the, over the years. I don't, I don't reckon there was any of, any of that compared to when I, we were growing up. No. There's childcare
2: centres but not enough preschools. Yeah. And they're different in nature.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's, uh, that's uh, enlightening. Thank you very much for that that's information right. as well.
0: Well, sort of like the formalities sort of done in the podcast here. So we've got a fun question for you. Yeah, but, sure, sure. Um, do you eat Weak Bix? I bloody oath. Right. Do you have them hot or cold? Yeah. Cold.
2: Oh. oh no no no! What are you on about? And ah. and more than that, I, I I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to this type of thing. Um, have you might, got a, have you got a process? Kale, absolutely, Kyle's got a process. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've it, and the, and it's and it's it's developed its peculiarities over the years. Oh. First thing is the milks. I don't want cold milk. I want really cold milk, like as close to zero as you can get cold milk. So we've got a back fridge in the in the garage, and. I, I turn that down as, to as low as it goes. It, it go, in fact, it's got a, uh, a one-degree setting, unlike the fridge in the kitchen, which doesn't go that low. So I keep it on that, and I keep milk in the back fridge so I get it as cold as possible. Winter or summer, the milk has got to be cold as possible. Do you
1: get a measuring drug as well? Oh,
2: no, I don't have a measuring drug, but I, my latest thing is I put wheat bix and I put um, either yoghurt with wheat bix and milk, just a couple of spoonfuls of yoghurt or I put flaked almonds with sultanas in with my wheat bix um, which it might sound like a bit bit freaky, I, I, I don't know, but I'm, I love them.
0: Yeah. I eat them for dessert
2: at night. Yeah. I eat, I eat too much cereal, in fact. Okay. I drink too much milk and um, eat too much cereal. Mm. Okay. Well, I, have, I, I, we I, I don't know
1: how I got into this, but anyway, you asked next, the question. No, we, we have next, them warm. Next time uh, – Do you have them warm? Yeah. yeah.
2: Even warm. in the summer?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Nah, what are you talking about? Yeah, you can <laughs> that nah? Yeah.
2: What, what I, hate, I
0: heat my milk up in the microwave, then pour it over the, and then mash it all up and then put it back in the microwave. What? Yeah.
2: Well, you're boiling your wheat or something. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I just
0: douse it with sugar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I get the attraction in the winter, but I couldn't possibly understand it in the summer.
0: No, nah, can't do cold wheat <laughs>
2: You can get it down
0: quicker if you must. I, I, I thought I had peculiarities with my wheat <laughs> Yeah, bloody hell. Uh,
2: yeah. Have you ever tried Vitabrits? No. no. So we, we do lots of our um, supermarket shopping online, mm-hmm. and one day they substituted the wheat Vi- bix with the, the Vitabrits. No, I, I, no, nah, nah, I didn't do it for me.
1: I'm not a Sorry, Uncle Toby's. No, no, sanitarium for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pete, have you got any uh, words of wisdom for the South, the, uh, South Australian listeners today? Oh, uh, I don't
2: know if I'm a, I'm a source of wisdom. Um, you are, yeah. Oh, no, 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 I, no, no. I don't. I don't think I'm a source of wisdom. But look, I think, um, you know, for the state more broadly, I, I think every now, I know, this is actually just true for South Australia. This is true for the nation. I think we should remind ourselves as a country just how bloody lucky we are.
0: Mm. Like, yep.
2: And I, I know that um, the way our politics works, or the news media cycle works, that you know we focus on things going wrong, and that's the nature of the beast. And, um. I'm not complaining about that, but every now and then we should just remind ourselves just how fortunate we are and if we can get to that point, then I think we put ourselves in the best position to open our hearts as a country to provide more opportunity to those that are less fortunate than ourselves.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. That's, That's awesome. awesome. We speak about that weekly. Be grateful. Be kind and be thankful. Yep.
2: Yep. I think, so. And I think most Australians are. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the vortex and the rabbit hole that is social media, and no doubt you guys have talked about um, social media at some point during the course of your podcast, it, it doesn't always reflect the best of us. Um, um, and I think, I think that's why just re- having the, just going up to 30,000 feet every now and then and just reminding ourselves just, you know, we've got it pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yep. doesn't hurt. Yeah. Very good. Thank you for coming on.
2: My absolute pleasure. Thank thanks, 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 so, thanks, so thanks for having me. Oh, and, and, and congrats to both of you, Thank on, you on the work that you're doing. I mean, I think, you know, sharing stories in a different context and what it can do to sort of improve people's mental health, particularly given
1: the story of the, the podcast, is to your great credit. So I wish you every success. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, one last one. Uh, Pete, we didn't give you this turn the questions, but uh, what's, your, what's your song of the week? What, what would you like us to play? as your song. When you chuck in your in your uh, car on one of your trips. Um, so, look, look, I'm
2: a I'm a Midnight Oil fan. So been We
1: had a little bit of a, uh, a little
2: little bit of tip uh, off. Oh, okay, yeah. So my, my <laughs> favourite oil song at the moment is Cosy Osco. Yep. So it's there's a good there's a good live version uh, there on Spotify if
0: you All want right. to go I'll watch find watch it. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm i we'll get get it on there. there. I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. Don't we'll worry. It
2: so um yeah,
0: Kosciuszko by Midnight Oil. Beautiful. Awesome. Lovely. Well, little present for you. We've got our two-piece ale for you, all the way from Wollonga. I'll, I'll look forward to sticking to it. I'll, it'll be in the back fridge. Nice yeah, back bowl. fridge yeah. next to that wheat <laughs> mix next, milk,
1: that's right, You got it. <laughs> Proud of place. Awesome. Thanks, Beautiful. Pete. Appreciate,
0: Appreciate it. it. Thank, Thank you, guys. Bye. Well, there you go, guys. The highly anticipated episode with none other than the Premier. The Honourable. The Honourable. Peter on 47th Premier, Premier of South Australia. And a member of Folk and Absolutely. Very good.
1: Absolutely stellar episode. Loved every second of it. Wanted to do it every day. That day was heaven.
0: Our phones and social media are going off right now.
1: Yeah, they? they're just pinging like no tomorrow. I feel very invigorated. Yeah. I have a lot of notifications that are turned off, but even the notifications I have turned on are pinging
0: all night. (laughs) Very good. Anyway, so Peter's uh, song of the week was Kosciuszko by Midnight Oil. Yep. Specifically the live version. Mm. So we'll roll you out with that.
1: Peter for a Peter, I reckon. Yeah, good.
0: Yep. Get those dancing moves going like Peter Garrett styles.
1: Oh, bloody hell. Get your arms flailing, your legs going.
0: Get it up, yeah, get it in, yeah. Ask your mate for a feed, ask your mate for a beer, get around it. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Cheers.
1: Miners drive across the land Encounter no resistance When the people block the road On the land cars in our school The dry white seasons years ago Darkness over Charlemagne The fires begin to glow They'll Go into the hostility
2: Now they want to be somewhere else No stranger to brutality Now they'd like to be Someone else